Hello and welcome to the next episode in Consoling Myself with me, Tuan. We're getting close to completing all my list of all the video game consoles that I've owned in my life. So this is a bit of a challenge. I set myself, but I think I've got there. Luckily, we're getting to the point where I can remember some stuff and that is helping a lot. So this episode is about the PlayStation 3. Important things you should know about the PlayStation 3. It was the first new console I've purchased. I've purchased lots of second-hand consoles. This will be the first I've purchased brand new myself. I had a brand new Game Gear and I'll discuss that, but I didn't buy that myself. The PlayStation 3, I bought myself. you got to cast your mind back. Ooh, it feels like a long time. It wasn't 20 years, but I'm reckoning it's not far off. 20, something like that. As I said, my memory is not per perfect, but es essentially the PlayStation 3 got announced and I decided I wanted one. I'd not really owned or played on the PlayStation. I'd not played, played on the PlayStation 2, but the PlayStation 3 I decided I wanted. I didn't want the Xbox 360, I think it was the Xbox 360 at the time. I just wanted the PlayStation 3. I, I don't even know why. I just wanted it. it sounded amazing. So, uh, launch PlayStation 3s, they came with a Blu ray drive. Now, this was a time when Microsoft and so you were having. There were all sorts of arguments going on. So, uh, Sony went with a Blu ray drive, and Microsoft went with HD DVD. And weirdly, I owned an HD DVD player drive from an Xbox 360 but never an Xbox 360 so yeah I've seen this PlayStation 3 advertised I've decided I want that I want that bad and so I saved up it was 400-ish quid 400-ish pounds I mean and that was a lot I was working I was in a full-time job I was dating someone and I said to them, I want to buy this. And they'd, they'd see me with my other consoles that I'd had, like the Xbox and uh, the Wii. But this one was different. This one I was like, right, it's going to be brand new. I'm going to buy it. It's going to be mine. So I did. Now, uh, the, the story of me buying it is a bit crazy. Uh, I know someone who worked at the game station in Bracknell. And so I went and did a pre-order for a launch day. And they said, do you want to click at midnight? And I said, yes. Now, up until then, the only thing I know people did at getting at midnight was the Harry Potter books when they got delivered, uh, when they got released. But I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and get my PlayStation 3 at midnight. Uh, so I said, yeah, I'll click it at midnight, and that was it. Paid my deposit. Knew I had to come back in a few weeks' time to get it. Then disaster struck. The washing machine in our house died, and we needed a new one. And I knew someone who worked in the. Uh, home electrical game and he said listen I've just had a cancellation on a customer order for our washer dryer uh, should be 600 quid and you'll never guess what he offered it to us for 400 pounds so that was all my savings that I had to buy my PlayStation end up going on a washer dryer I was pissed off but I wasn't going to let it upset me what I did instead was just bought my PlayStation anyway. Put it on my credit card. Never mind, can't worry about these things. 
So yeah, really annoyed. But yeah, so the collection and the purchasing of my PlayStation 3. So if you knew Bracknell as a town, it had a ring road that went all the way around it, the, the main shopping area. I don't think it exists anymore. I think they've redone all of Bracknell. So uh, I don't think the shop, I, the game station, even the physical building it was in, I don't think that exists anymore. Uh, it was on the same bit of Bracknell Town Centre as McDonald's. And the reason that's important is next to McDonald's was a uh, level crossing that took you up into the town centre and up towards the bandstand. And it was midnight. I was going to be paying 400 odd quid for a PlayStation 3. And if I was a person wanting to rob people of PlayStation 3s, I would hang around game shops to uh, rob them. So anyway, I thought, I do not want to get robbed. It's midnight, who on earth is going to be about? So, I went onto the ring road in my car. It was a very nice Renault Laguna, because, yeah, I'm that guy. And uh, I, as I got to McDonald's, which wasn't a drive-through, uh, I turned left, indicated left, and drove up the pedestrian crossing. It is, it is like midnight, so, and uh, put my hazard warning lights on, and uh, parked up outside game and I thought well do you know what no one is robbing from me in the slightest because I will get my stuff and I will get in the car and I will drive home my plan was scuppered by the 5-0 yep the police who obviously understood that if anyone was going to be stealing playstations they'd be doing it that evening decided to come to my car and say hello what are you doing and I said I'm here to collect a PlayStation 3 I don't want to get mugged so I'm parking here and he said you can't park here it's a pedestrian area and you know what he was right thankfully I didn't get any points or telling off he said listen just don't be an idiot go park in the car parking there's 24 hour car park just up there that'll be fine so I parked up it was quite a walk from the 24 hour car park to game but I went and joined the queue uh, and I was considerably older than everybody else in the queue. I was considerably older. Uh, mostly it was kids and their parents, and there was me. And at the time, at the time I was probably in late 20s. There was no need for me. It was it would have been a Tuesday night or something, so I'd had to work that day. I've got to work the next day. I'm not going to stay up all night playing on my PlayStation. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the police didn't do anything about it. So I get in my queue, get to the front, and they're like, "Right, okay, PlayStation is I don't know, three hundred and seventy-nine, three hundred and eighty pound, or if you want, you can get it with an extra controller and a game for now. The, the controllers are forty, fifty quid each. The games are forty, fifty quid each. It was going to be like thirty-five, forty quid for that." And by the time I chucked everything in, so I also bought the media remote. So this was like essentially, you could use the uh, put Blu-rays in the Blu-ray or DVDs into the Blu-ray player into the drive, and and the media remote looked like a normal kind of like DVD player TV remote with forward backwards. It, it was set out like a DVD remote, so very useful for people who are don't want to have to use a, a game controller. <sighs> yeah. So I picked that up, got Resistance Fall of Man, and uh, one of the things Sony were doing to help promote the PlayStation 3 as a media device was, uh, for those launch day ones, there was an offer in the box to send away for a free copy of Casino Royale on, uh, the James Bond film Casino Royale on Blu-ray. So uh, I sent that off, and I mean, I don't know, somewhere between 400 and 470 quid, I think I paid for all of this. Uh, the walk back to my car, I was shitting my pants because uh, it was a long way and it was dark and I had to go up there unlit, well, yeah, an unlit stairs, I think. But anyway, I got home, didn't unpack it, didn't plug it in, went to bed, had to work the next day. Things that were pretty cool about the PlayStation 3, uh, the launch day ones, four USB sockets at the front. They were backwards compatible with the 
PS2, so if you have any PS2 games you can play them without worrying about not being able to play them. Uh, and then the launch day PlayStation 3 had, if you lifted up the flap at the front, it had a selection of media ca uh, uh, card readers. Uh, so how I sold this to my girlfriend was, uh, listen, we'll just put all our pictures on here, take the cards out of our digital cameras, put them in, copy. Job done. Uh, and that worked really well. It was really good to be able to get your pictures up on the telly because obviously when you take digital photos, you put them on your computer and then no one looks at them. But I had to put set up. It had folders so you could look at folders of pictures and see trips. And it was really, really good. The PlayStation Three really did take kind of becoming like a media bit of kit in the home. Really top notch. I really liked it. Uh, the launch PS3s and up to a certain point they also you could install a, a Linux partition on them and uh, yeah I never did that and then as the firmware got later on they decided not enough people were using it. I think Sony were really worried that someone would get access to all of the system architecture or the chips or the graphic chips or things that they didn't want so it got to the point where they said we're no longer supporting Linux and if you have a Linux partition uh, format it and get rid of it now because when this new OS goes on you will not be able to access it you will not be able to format it it will just be unusable space on your hard drive talking of which the hard drive on the PlayStation 3 was replaceable so, you, so the launch day consoles came with a 60 gigabyte hard drive and you could put larger hard drives in there uh, it was a strange one though because it used laptop size hard drives that's the two and a half inch ones but it, you normal laptops like with 12 and a half mil tall whereas the playstation used nine and a half mil so lots of people try to pick up these cheap hard drives to fit them in and then realized they couldn't fit uh, so that was quite funny i did do a few uh, hard drive upgrades on my playstation 3 and i had a number of playstation 3s uh, but yeah, I should probably. Oh, we're, we're talking about the media side of things. So the other thing that the PlayStation 3 did is it it could read FAT32 formatted hard drives plugged into the USB drive, uh, USB socket, and this meant that with a piece of software on my computer, I could rip my DVDs and then play them on my PlayStation 3. So I, I picked up a Western Digital MyBook hard drive, probably 250 gig to start with, and I started copying my DVDs. And the piece of software I used was Handbrake, and the reason that's important is Handbrake allowed you, allowed you to set maximum file size. And because the hard drive had to be formatted to be FAT32 to be readable, by the uh, PlayStation OS, you couldn't have a file size bigger than four gigs in FAT32. So all my files for my DVDs that I, that I owned myself and I copied, file size was 3.99 gigabytes large. And so if you ever look at my media, digital media collection, you'll see all my movies are 3.99 gigabytes large because of that. So, uh, yeah, and it was, but it was great because you could have a hard drive plugged into one of the four USB sockets, and you could have all your movies on that. Uh, I and uh, to help, because because the file system wasn't the most advanced. If you if you put them all in one directory, it would just take forever to load. Whereas if you, I set mine up with uh, letters, folder letters, so uh, folder A, and that would have all the films with A on it actually set up two folders style with TV and movies uh, and then each one had a uh, letter folders to help search through it but it, it worked really well uh, there were lots of formats it could read also a lot of formats it couldn't uh, and sometimes with handbrake I'd copy the wrong audio and end up with just the movie in German and when you tested the movie or when I tested the movies to start with I'd only watch the first couple of seconds to make sure the picture quality was okay and it had sound 
But if I didn't wait to hear someone talk, I could well end up with a movie in German, and then you can't change the audio because you've downloaded only one audio track, and you'd say you'd have to recode it. Oh, what a pain. But that was one of the great things about the PlayStation. You could do that. The PlayStation 3, you could play media off it. They really did make this a media device. And it really kind of, I think that pushed the PlayStation forward. Not, maybe not its media playing capability, uh, probably its Blu-ray drive. Because from a media point of view, in later iterations of the PlayStation 3, like in the same style, to reduce the cost, they got rid of the, the memory card readers. And that, I think, was a huge mistake. Because at the time, people were still using memory, uh, digital cameras because phone cameras were pretty shocking in their quality. So if they'd have got the PlayStation 3 under the TVs of like, so many households, I said, listen, plug your camera in, plug your memory card in, copy it all off there, be able to see it. You're doing great. But they didn't promote it. And the same with media. At the time, you've got to understand, uh, I mean, it's not long. Napster and LimeWire were still-ish going at the time. So the idea of digital anything when it came to media just meant piracy and was bad. And I suppose what I was doing was piracy because I was going against the copyright that I'd agreed to by purchasing it and the license I had. But it's ridiculous. I should have, as I said, it would have kept, put the PlayStation in. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of tried to remember the stuff and tried to get some uh, aid memoirs for this one to try and help me remember. So I talked about the first game I had was Resistance Fall of Man. I love me a first person shooter. Resistance Fall of Man was pretty cool. Now I can't, it had a very grainy kind of image to it. Uh, and it was a uh, PlayStation only title. I don't think it was on the Xbox. And I quite I quite enjoyed playing it. So it was R Form, R Form 2, and R Form 3. Uh, one of the things that made me chuckle is in one of the levels, or one of the games, you had a level played in a cathedral. And uh, it was called Bracknell. And that was where I was living. And Bracknell did not have that cathedral. So that made me chuckle and where they put it on the map when they had an overhead look at the UK or overhead look at the countries uh, it was not where Bracknell exists you know from uh, my previous podcast that I had uh, that I kind of really got into Half-Life 2 first person shooter as well but I, I had a few first person I say first-person shooters. Uh, I really got into two game series that meant so much to me. Uh, the first was Fallout 3, which I picked up on the PlayStation uh, 3. Uh, I'd not played any of the previous Fallout games at all, and Fallout 3 for me blew me away. Now. Uh, it was dreadful on the PlayStation 3. It crashed, it hung, it was frustrating. But the storyline amazed me, absolutely amazed me. And I couldn't uh, I couldn't wait for the next instalment. The next instalment ended up being Fallout New Vegas, famous for having uh, Matthew Perry appear in it as a video game. And Fallout New Vegas felt very different to me for Fallout 3 in, in the different I'm a uh, I'm a goodie when I play good video games I, I very rarely play in a bad or negative or evil light and Fallout New Vegas had loads of uh, factions that you had to kind of pit yourself against uh, and I struggled with that because I, I think I ended up reading online that you couldn't there wasn't a negative as oh, there wasn't a completely positive for everybody outcome you had to choose and I remember that safe point in the game, just like, I said, age is deliberating, how am I going to do this? And I had to choose one way. Couldn't tell you what that way, one way was now, but I remember I did spend a bit of time thinking about it. Uh, Fallout New Vegas also had a situation, because I'm a big fan of sniping away from miles away. Uh, I ended up sniping out an entire Caesar's uh, camp encampment, and it then meant I couldn't, go an entire 
entire story arc because I just murdered everybody. So that was that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah. So Fallout and Fallout New Vegas, absolutely amazing. I've not played any of the earlier games. I've still not played any of the earlier games. I quite like the open world exploriness of uh, the Fallout environments. And I that open world exploring kind of appears in a couple of other games I really enjoyed. So Infamous took me a while to get into it. I like the kind of like the powers that you could power up and the big open world exploration, uh, and the same kind of thing for Just Cause the series. Just Cause, I think I played Just Cause two on the PlayStation three, and that was a massive map. But they made a big thing about exactly how big this map was, and you could go around and blow all sorts of stuff up. Loved it, absolutely loved it. Uh, Dog around blowing stuff up as well. I played. A Burnout game on the Xbox, but I was able to get Burnout Paradise on the uh, PlayStation 3, and the soundtrack for that was Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. And every time you started it up, it would be. And it was great. That was uh, Paradise City. Uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, yeah. Other supermassive world games Mass Effects. They were very strange and they were massive, but they felt very enclosed. To walk around the ship always felt very enclosed. And there was all these things that you'd read other people doing about uh, kind of starting up relationships between people when you're playing Commander Shepard. Was it Shepard? Yeah. Uh, and I uh, never managed to do any of that, but I did complete them. And I found, uh, I got Mass Effect 3, I think, a long time after Mass Effect 2. And I'd inappropriately named my character for Mass Effect 2. And when I put Mass Effect 3 in, it said, Do you want to play again with... said the character's name that I'd given. And I chuckled to myself about how immature I was back then. And then chuckled to myself about how immature I still am. Yeah. Uh, now, we're kind of, I suppose we can touch on it. Uh, the PlayStation 3 had uh, some things that the PlayStation 2 didn't. Uh, mainly it had access to the PlayStation Network. So one of the uh, selling points against the Xbox 360 was the PlayStation 3 had access to the PlayStation Network and that allowed online gaming for free. Which the Xbox used to have to pay for, so I was saving myself 40 quid a year just for that, 50 quid, whatever it worked out as. And I always felt quite uh, smug with my Xbox owning chums. Could've got that for free. Now I did actually pay, because for 40 quid a year, you could pay for the PlayStation Plus, and that gave you online game storage and a bunch of free games every month, plus discounts on games that you might want to buy. So I did get that, and I've paid for that ever since I've owned a PlayStation 3, and still pay for it now. But it gave you a load of games you could play for free. And I'm just trying to think, oh yeah, so that's why. So the PlayStation 3 also had uh, kind of free things you could have anyway. So. One was the folding at home, which I think was the SETI search. Uh, I think that was it. So you could help discover, help uh, process sound or signals from outer space using your PlayStation. That was pretty cool. And I think they changed it so you could do other things with it, but it used to, I'm sure it used to be SETI. That, uh, it used to be search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, so that was very cool. Uh, not quite so cool as they had, I think it was called Home. So they set up like a virtual, a virtual online place. And it sounded like a very cool idea and very much kind of things are getting a, a bit like that now. 
But what happened is you'd, you'd have your avatar, and your avatar could go to like a club, or it could go to a, go to a, a you could go somewhere and play chess, or I want to say bowling, but it might be darts, and all these weird ass things. But the, the weird thing was, is you could just go dance, and you did this really weird dance. And you realise, when you start this, that this was literally all you could do. You could pay money to have a clubhouse. And the way this was supposed to develop is you always, you were supposed to be able to sit down and uh, in your clubhouse and you could play games with each other but only one of you would need to play but the other people would watch it and that was kind of going to be the big thing that it was all going to be done in this virtual world and be seamless and I, I think I even spent real world money to get a clubhouse to allow my... Uh, gaming chums to come visit and they would occasionally but it was really bad but you were supposed to be able to set up like there were going to be like challenges and all sorts you could do on games and set up leaderboards but none of that really panned out but it's it's very much kind of a bit like what twitch has become now so you'd be able to go and see stuff and see people play and watch them play and encourage them but also go off and play games together with friends and allow other people just to watch as, as you wanted but yeah the dancing i don't really know kind of really what that was about why they decided to add it it didn't work for me uh, i did own a fifa because my friend who had a playstation 3 owned fifa but i didn't enjoy playing it so i just didn't probably sold it glad i didn't really get into that uh, i got into some of the peripheral games so uh so uh, yeah, so my brother got me Guitar Hero World Tour for Christmas, and I loved playing that. Quite enjoyed it. Very difficult, but it was a good learning curve and it was interesting. And when you sat by yourself, you could sit with a controller. Now, one of my good friends, Gilo, uh, also had that game, but very quickly said to himself, "Why am I spending all this time trying to perfect this game? Why don't I just learn how to play the guitar?" He was a sensible man, and I was not. So uh, yeah that was a mistake I also got the DJ Hero 1 and 2 the Dead Mouse edition uh, with the record deck controller absolutely loved the soundtrack to that game was great absolutely loved it I keep on the lookout for it but it's quite a, it was quite a big thing but yeah I really enjoyed Guitar Hero 1 and 2 it just it was the remixes that I think I particularly enjoyed and I'm a I'm a fan of oh that's a motorbike going past I'm a big fan of remixes and mashups and guitar uh, DJ Hero had loads of them uh, other peripheral games peripheral being that you play with as opposed to be on the outskirts uh, Buzz, the quiz game, that worked really well. So the PlayStation 2, they had Buzz with wired controllers. And the wired controllers worked on the PlayStation 3, but the PlayStation 3 had wireless Buzz controllers. So you could play four-player quizzes with your friends. And that was quite fun. Uh, and that's one of the things the PlayStation 3 did really well. By having stuff like Buzz, you could play games with your friends who aren't gamers. And they'd enjoy playing it. So I'd uh, so I had Buzz, but then the, the big one that I did, and I got quite a lot of these games, was I bought SingStar. Now I had SingStar on the PlayStation 3, but because one of the things you could do, even if you weren't using a backwards compatible PlayStation 3, you could play PlayStation 2 SingStar games on the PlayStation 3. And that was fantastic. So I had ABBA, I had Take That, I had Pop World, I had eight, so I had Love Song. I, I had, I don't know, part of me feels I had eight, ten different SingStar games, and I had two microphones. And with your friends around and a few drinks, you'd have an absolutely great time. I couldn't sing for shit, but it was great fun because some of my friends could sing really well some of my friends had this style games just practiced them until they get the best top score just wasn't that skilled and didn't have that patience so uh yeah but 
sing star with like karaoke at home and I talked in the in the uh, Xbox episode that I used to have uh, a karaoke game for that that my friends enjoyed so having being able to continue that onto my PlayStation 3 meant I could still have fun also I could take my PlayStation 3 or the games and the microphone to people's houses that had PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation 3 or not one and we could just plug it in and have a good old sing-along yeah I did enjoy that uh, I haven't really taken that forwards because I don't really sing as much anymore but it was good fun oh hello so yeah I, I got chatting to uh, Steve McNeil from Go 8 Bit, and I say I got chatting to him. I was watching him stream, and, I, and he was talk, he was playing a game called on the PlayStation 4 called Control, and it seemed very much like a game I played called Condemned 2 on the PlayStation 3. And I said, oh, "Have you played Condemned 2?" He said, "No, I've not played that on the first one." Uh, so that was me chatting to Steve McNeil from uh, Go 8 Bit. But Condemned 2 was a great storyline. It was a bit survivor horror-ish, but really it was more horror gameplay and uh, I had a few games that were like that so prototype felt a bit like that the darkness is felt a bit like that where it was kind of like this dark gritty underworld that you were kind of battling through uh, and condemned 2 had a lot of jumps a lot of jump scares in I just uh, not really felt there's been anything like that since but I may have missed it or it may not just be uh, the it may not be the gameplay it may not be the games that I've discovered but yeah so Condemned 2 on the PlayStation 3 and it might even have been on PlayStation 2 and I think there was a game called Manhunt but I could be confusing that with something else but yeah so if you've got the Condemned 2 you had a weird uh, throat implant that, and you had a drink problem and and it was, uh, yeah, all great stuff. The kind of things I enjoyed from my games. That really kind of, uh, it wasn't happy, happy, fun time. And you just see from the, the game list I've described, they've not really been happy, happy, fun time games. Uh, I tried Little Big Planet. That was a freebie for a bit. And everyone went crazy for it. And all about creating levels. And I was like, that's not for me. I don't want to create levels. So I didn't really get into Little Big Planet at all. Uh, Splinter Cell, I played a few of the. I think it was two games. There might have been a box set as well on the PlayStation 3. I did love Splinter Cell game series. That comes back to the stealth thing, hanging around, hanging far away with the sniper rifle in uh, in Fall, Fallout. So that that Splinter Cell was good for kind of hiding, sneaking, kind of getting th getting through things I was really late to the play uh, with Red Dead Redemption but that was a game that kind of once again great storyline big open world exploration uh, and I really really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption I think I got it as a present from someone or I bought it because someone else bought it as a present for somebody else something like that but not my normal pace of game I, as you've seen I like my fast shooting spacey kind of dystopian future kind of thing and uh, Red Revolution wasn't like that but I did enjoy it uh, being a big fan of Batman I enjoyed the Batman games well, I enjoyed the Batman games I think I struggled with them I think I did struggle with the Batman games I remember they felt a bit repetitive and I definitely didn't bother with all the bloody clue finding like the Riddler question marks and all that jazz I just couldn't be bothered it seemed like a lot of work for very little benefit and I'm, I'm not a completist when it comes to my game I like a storyline I like storyline from start to finish Sub, subplots going off at a tangent I'm okay with but Batman Finding all the little icons, that was a no from me, dog. Hmm. So yeah, I'm just trying to think of... Uh, so, had the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the first one, really great storyline. I watched all the Apple memory segments on YouTube. And I thought it really didn't add much to the story, in my opinion. 
I'm still playing Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed games now, but a lot slower, and I'm definitely a couple behind. But it was uh, the the first one was good to watch. It had a good mixture of kind of like historic stuff plus futuristic stuff. When he's not in the Animus, and then uh, I got bought for Christmas by a girlfriend Uncharted Two. Is it Drake's Revenge, Drake's Fortune, whichever one it was? And uh, she actually watched me play it and was amazed. It was just like she kept saying, "This is just like watching a film because that's what the graphics were like." And then at the end, I think the end of the game, you end up sat on a beach and in the sunsets and it really did look like the final scene of a movie uh, I think I then played the first Uncharted I don't think I've played any since uh, yeah talking about dystopian futures and shooting and sci-fi there was a Wolfenstein game so I, I played uh, Wolf 3D on the PC as a kid Return to Castle Wolfenstein I think it was called uh, but yeah, I had that on the PC, so when a new one came out on the PlayStation 3, was it New World Order? The New Colossus, whichever one it was, uh, I played that and it was just, I liked that concept of a different alternate timeline. That I thought was a good bit of storytelling and it was still over the top. Uh, yeah, and I've definitely played, uh, you know, the PlayStation for the 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 uh, I think New World. Is it, I can never remember New World Order, New Colossus. I've not played the Young Bloods, and I've not played the VR. There's a new VR one which I've also not played, but played it at the Wolfenstein on the on the PlayStation Three. And then, kind of, I'm just trying to think. I've left. I've definitely left. Ah, so we can talk about. Uh, I didn't play Grand Theft Auto's. I bought Grand Theft Auto 5 for my girlfriend. She played it for it. She used to enjoy watching the videos of it on her commute to work, so that was always funny. Uh, so I bought her GTA 5 on my PlayStation 3. She didn't really enjoy playing it. She would watch me wanted to watch me play it, and I really wasn't a fan of the GTA 5 uh, GTA 5 game. One of the games we did play together was Diablo 3. Uh, that she was a PC game and she's like World of Warcraft so Diablo 3 seemed like the kind of game she might like so I bought that and we did play it and uh, in her flat they had the most ridiculous I mean she's got to go eight eight long years ago it was that like 2012 2013 I had a play my PlayStation 3 and I'd take it to my girlfriend's flat where her and her housemates had a 21 inch CRT telly and the sound didn't work properly occasionally the sound would just stop work and so all the people watching TV would just then read the subtitles and it drove me crazy so after trying to play Diablo 3 on there I got on a forum I use an AV forum called AV forum and they uh, I was just on the lookout for a cheap flat screen TV and someone was selling a Philips 37 inch flat screen TV and I think it was 120 quid and they were in London I was in London and uh, I was like okay I'm in South London he had to get it to me he said well if you pay me what I'm asking I'll deliver it to you in South London so he did and so he continued playing Diablo 3 on a much bigger screen and I kind of donated it to their house just so I could play video games with that and to play it on a tiny, tiny, tiny little, tiny little CRT 4x3 screen. I mean, that was the ridiculous thing. With no sound, okay, the sound would just go. So anyway, I bought this Philips TV that would have been old eight years ago. I bought that eight years ago and I sat in a room in 2020 and that is the game, that is the TV I'm playing my PlayStation 4 on. So, uh, for an investment of 120 quid including delivery to South London from North London I feel I got an absolute bargain with that TV it has HDMI it's 37 inches but I don't know if it's HD 1080p 720p any of that jazz but uh, 
120 quid. I've had my money's worth from that. Oh, let me uh, let me cross that one off. So yeah, the uh, so where are we left with? We're left with two game series. Yeah, we're left with two game series. So uh, I'm going to start with Call of Duty. So for uh, my PlayStation 3, I got into Call of Duties, and I started buying the hardened editions with the steel books because you'd get the uh, for 60 then 17 and 80 quid you'd get the full game plus all the expand all the DLC so all the extra levels and multiplayer levels and all that stuff and you'd save about 10 15 quid and buying them separately so I started doing that and I really enjoyed playing Call of Duty and I got into the for me it was about the storyline of the single player campaigns and when you look at Call of Duty I didn't I enjoyed the like World War 1 uh, I've enjoyed the early ones, but the kind of like modern days of modern warfare and then the black ops storylines have the single player stories to them. I blew, once again, love them. And for someone who now spends his entire life playing Call of Duty multiplayer online, I when I got a Call of Duty game, I played the single player and I would not touch the multiplayer until I'd completed the single player storyline. And the black ops ones, oh, I just... The, the, once again, you've these people must also be writing movies because that's how we like twisted and intertwined the storylines get. Uh, and it's good; they've, they've kind of I, th I feel they've lost their way, their way a bit with the modern Call of Duty stuff. But they, they, those high Black Ops Two, uh, Black Ops, great, great, great storylines. And yeah, so that was Call of Duty, and I spent many an evening playing those games, much to the upsetness of my girlfriend. Uh, but kind of before you know it, you're playing 10-minute multiplayer games. You get four or five of them, and that's an hour gone by the time you've had your loading screen, all of that. So that didn't work. And uh, but yeah, I think that's that leads me to uh, the final game I'm going to talk about, the game series I'm going to talk about. And that was the Bioshock series, which I'd not got into before. But on the PlayStation 3, picked up Bioshock and was like, oh wow, this is what I want from a game. Underwater, retro-ish, steampunk-ish, uh, different, well I say different timeline, but kind of like a developing story that you don't know where it's going and you've kind of, quite large maps to go explore that looked beautiful and you got to level up your uh, got to level up your plasmids that was it and so yeah I had Bioshock the first one and then you returned to Bioshock 2 came out and it's the exact same place but after it's all fallen into disrepair after the first one you're thinking well, this, what a great idea for a game and they took the storyline in a different direction. You think, oh, well, first one was amazing, second one was out of this world. And then they built uh, Bioshock Infinite, so that's the third one. And once again, the storyline pivots in a completely different direction. And instead of being underwater, they're up in the sky. Uh, but. Yeah, it's. Uh... I uh, very nearly got a Bioshock tattoo because of how much I liked the original Bioshock. It's uh, if you haven't played the Bioshock series, you really should. It uh, it looks fantastic, and uh, one of the things that also happens in Bioshock is uh, they used music by a guy called Scott Bradley who's postmodern jukebox they did a version of uh, I think it's girls just want to have fun and it was just so in keeping but it's part of that alternate timeline thing where everything's a bit Retro 1930s, 1940s, 1950s-ish, early 1950s. Uh, yeah, and the the Bioshock thing was that there's there's always a uh, there's always a man 
Uh, there's always a lighthouse, there's always a man, there's always a city. And I, I just like that. Particularly in the game, there's a message just kind of all the way through. And you know, oh, Play the Bioshock games, really. Your, your life will be improved by playing them. Uh, it's a bit sad for me because I've uh, covered off, I think, all the games. I mean, there, there were plenty more games I played. Uh, I played... Is it Dead Nation? So that's a top-down zombie shooter. I played that. That was a free game. Uh, other fun things happened with PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3, PlayStation Network got hacked one Christmas and they gave everyone loads of free games and free stuff to make up for it. Uh, and, oh, I had a number, couple of PlayStation 3. So I had my launch day PlayStation 3. Looked a bit like a George Foreman grill. Then I bought a PlayStation Slim, which just didn't look as good, but was kind of smaller in the way that PlayStation had. It only had a history of reducing the size of their, their game consoles. Uh, but I didn't buy a PlayStation Super Slim. I think I had two PlayStation Slims because I broke them a lot. I don't know why I broke them. My PlayStation 3, I think, ended up overheating as I traded it in for PlayStation Slim and then I probably bought another PlayStation Slim later on. But that kind of started my love affair with the PlayStations and with proper ga properly gaming. I've listed off, I don't know, 40-ish games. I'm probably certain there's another... 40 I also played bits of or on or off either the free demos or uh, oh my goodness I mean we've not even talked about why have I got the phrase rubber dub dub in my there was a like a rubber dub dub oh so this the controller wireless controller compared to the PlayStation 2 one called the six axis because it would rotate in six axis uh, but there was a game, I think called Rubber Dub Dub, where you were a, an inflatable duck in the bath and you had to use the controller to tilt to control the duck. I mean, that tells you, that was like one of the first things you played. In the same way, they also had a camera for the PS3. Looked very much like a webcam. Uh, and you could have like a little pet that it would project onto your hand. Or you could like watch the screen and see uh, things running in front of you and they could interact with things that you put in front of them. It was all very strange. But they did a lot of tech stuff with the PlayStation 3 that worked really well. Yeah, the PlayStation Move controllers. Uh, I had some. I have no idea what game I'd use them for. I think you needed them for some of the camera stuff. But, yeah, I don't think there were any proper games that I played with them. I've graded the hard drive a few times on my PlayStations. And uh, my PlayStation Slim I kept for a long time, but when the PlayStation 4 came out, I knew, well, when they announced the PlayStation 4, I knew I was gonna get one. At that time, I didn't even know anyone else in uh, real life who had a PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. But I kept down that. A lot of people I knew had Xboxes, but I decided I was going to stick with my PlayStations. I liked what they did. The PlayStation Slim, we lost USB sockets, so we went down to only two. I mean, there were only two on the model before it, the uh, 40 gig and the 80 gig PlayStations. But everyone thought they'd put more USB sockets in, or even put the USB sockets around the back. But Sony didn't do that. And I've got PlayStation 2, they, they haven't increased the USB sockets from 2. Which I think is ridiculous, because if you charge up a controller and you've got other things plugged in, at least now they've got the camera at the back. But yeah, they should have uh, put some more for. But I, th I think that's them moving away from wanting to be like a home media thing. To... Uh, just being able to play online media but that is a conversation for another day so
So yeah, this is that's my PlayStation 3. Got rid of it when I got my PlayStation 4. I now have a PlayStation 3 launch day console. It does start up. Sounds a lot like my old one, like a jumbo jet taking off. But I uh, had to get one. I had to get a launch one, so I've got one now. I've no idea what soft firmware is on it, and I understand it's all been hacked, so I could copy all the games I wanted onto it. But I won't. I'll leave it how it is. I might pick up some classics. If I was to pick up some classic games, what would I get? Move my pen. I'd get Resistance Fall of Man, because that's the first game I got. I'd buy the Orange Box, which is Half-Life 2 plus Portal plus the add-on packs for Half-Life 2. I'd buy Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. I'd buy Condemned 2 because I thought that was just an amazing game. And I'd pick up DJ Hero because I love that music. And the rest I think will probably be available on the PlayStation 4 or even the PlayStation 5. But yeah, so there we are. That's, that's me. I've been consoling myself. Thinking about my PlayStation 3. And... Uh, What's very funny is the PlayStation 3 saw me through a particularly interesting time in my life. Which is all good. Anyway, that's it for the PlayStation 3. Uh, the next episode, what's that going to be? Episode 6, 7? Mm. We're getting very close. Uh, that will be coming up at the start of next month. I'm not going to give any game away, mainly because I'm trying to work out if I've forgotten a console before this. But even then I thought I might have forgotten another console before this. But I'm not convinced I owned them before this. I think I picked them up later. But I don't know. But yeah. This has been Consoling Myself with me, Twan. Listen to my podcast. Well, you listen to it anyway. But... Put a five-star review on the episode or five-star review on the whole series. Leave me a comment if you want. It's always nice. Or drop me an email at consolingmyself at twan.co.uk. Or you can go to my blog, www.twan.co.uk. That's T-W-O-N.co.uk. I'm trying to put episodes together with these. I've, I've created a Discord, but I'm not sharing that because I'm not doing anything. No one's going to want to go to Discord, but I have one. Why not? No one's there apart from me, so don't don't ask me how to get in it, because I'm not probably not going to share it. It's just my little place to have. say, oh yeah, I've got my own Discord channel. Yeah. Anyway, far too late. I'm rambling on as I always do on these things. I hope you've enjoyed me, Tuan, consoling myself with the PlayStation Three. <laughs>